All I know is we are like right at the cusp, man. I'm, I'm, my main hope is that uh, aside from just if you if you test, this is just my, you know, hope. My hope is that the people that test will give as much feedback and data as you possibly can. That truly is what helps a game in development. Mm-hmm. you know catch things fix things work on things like that that is so vital to the development team and so please 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 contribute like i know you know you could get done playing a game and y'all want we all want this game to be you know the game that we sink our lives into and I'll, like a lot of us have those games that we've played before where we just that's the thing you look forward to spending your time in with your friends that's a damn good mmorpg in my opinion you know, you look forward to playing it. You mm-hmm. don't feel burned out. You just, you're excited for the next adventure. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. His friend, the cleric, was but one of his many companions. What lied before him would take more than his own skills alone. He would need his fellow companions and pathfinders to help him with his own quest and in turn theirs. Swiftly he would meet with some of his fellow Pathfinders with whom the adventure would be scaling up. Soon the truth and his destiny. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Smorg. I'm joined by my returning Pathfinders, Daedalus, welcome back, buddy. Hello, everyone. And also, Faisal. How you doing, buddy? hey Actually, refrained from the social bunny thing, but then I almost like completely just mitigated the fact they didn't by talking about it. It's funny how that works out. <laughs> it's <laughs> I just, fine. <laughs> I just can't help it. Man. Well, gentlemen, what do we have on the agenda today? And welcome to everybody in chat. It's always amazing to have you here. Before we dig in too far... We do have to give a shout out to the home of this podcast, asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. And also, big shout out to all the Imperial Flames here for their support, both on Twitch, uh, YouTube, Patreon, all the support you all give to this show, to this community is greatly appreciated. Never expected, but always appreciated. You keep the flames bolstering stronger, as always, and much love. So with that being said, we had a hell of a live stream. I know Daedalus is pretty excited about some parts of it. I'm sure Faisal is too. And we've got a a bit of a, we don't really have as much of a really um, like rigid plan for today. No, No hard locked theme. Scaling up is definitely a thing we're going to be talking about. It was part of the Q&A portion of that live stream. But look, we don't have any call-ins. But if you want to call in and leave a message for us here on the show, you can call in one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. If you want to shoot us something to the mailbag, you can shoot us a message via email over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to show us some love, you can give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. It definitely helps. Gentlemen, what was your favorite part of the live stream? Let's nerd up a little bit. Mm, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, uh, I'm a sucker for good visuals, and they really brought it um, with the video, with talking through the process of how they, you know, kind of come up and concept cosmetics, um, just all the different armor and creatures and environments i mean it was just so chock full and that whole lighting thing they did in the middle of the stream i was like that's awesome Mm -hmm. i mean i i really i'm really happy with how this game is is shaping up in terms of looks now granted that's not gameplay but dang (laughs) it's still looking pretty good to me Mm mm-hmm what about you, Faisal? I love how they showed that uh, showed the goblins. Oh yeah! One reason, one reason only. <laughs> I get to kill them all. <laughs> uh, oh man! Can you imagine Faisal in game like the murderous social bunny running around with his little 
white tail bathed in blood. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> twerking it, flick, flicking blood everywhere. It's only it's only funny if you've actually seen the gif or jif or however the hell y'all say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, we got um got some people in chat going the day and night cycle stuff. Pretty cool, right? Frozen. Uh favorite part was Steven disagreeing <laughs> with Jeff. Seeing Steven happy face graced with a beard once more. Mm-hmm. Love just face when Steven shares too much. Did anybody else like, like Mel said, every time he says something, dude, you just, you just see the moments where just like, uh, and it, it happens. Like Steven just nerds out really hard, man. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think didn't, didn't Pacha once say that's when Steven's going full Pathfinder. Yeah. We call yep, it when Steven goes full Pathfinder. Full Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Dude, they had a lot of visuals. I mean, it was it was a lot. Like, let's, let's talk about the visuals, okay? So we we talked about how the cosmetics were going to be essentially swapping out, yeah. So mm-hmm. the new cosmetics are up, and we got a we got a bit of a snapshot of like how the process here lately has been unfolding between the different parts of the intrepid team and the design to implementation, to delivery, putting it up on the shop and everything. And so, you know, Margaret was kind of talking about it and how they had gone through. And one of the specific items that they were really showing was the, um, the accessory, the frozen gauntlet one. Um, Mm -hmm. Daedalus, you've been playing some, (laughs) you've been playing some world of Warcraft lately. I know you're talking about before we got started today. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me you didn't get, Tell me you didn't get some like Lich King vibes a little bit, just a little bit from. Some yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. some Lich King vibes here, and actually just a lot of just high fantasy stuff. I mean, I mm-hmm. could see this totally in an LOTR um, yeah. universe. You know, I, I think Faisal mentioned Elder Scrolls universe as well before the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's I I just honestly I just love the format of this, and I would be happy if. You know, every time, you know, they have a cosmetic, they could just kind of email me all this stuff because I would nerd out on it hard for like, you know, for years to come. <laughs> I mean, it is so cool. And, and you know, the, the best part of this was the fact that they have race influence on there. Renkai, right? I saw that and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm making an orc somehow so that I can just really get the full package of this cosmetic, man. I mean, it's it's awesome. Oh yeah, and this guy you kind of see the little bit of the samurai vibe in the yeah. in the way the like um like the the leggings are. It's just, it's it's awesome, very awesome. Yeah, man, this thing. Oh, we already got yeah, they the... kind of uh, they kind of remind me of the Nolnair from uh, what's it called the Marvel universe. The or it doesn't have to be the Marvel. The, are you going Infinity Gauntlet on me? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Thanos. No, not Thanos. I'm sorry, I the, should stop bleeding. That... Oh, the the Kree guys? No, it wasn't the Kree guys, was it? No, the the people who always fight Thor, usually the ice. Oh yeah, we'll we'll call them the ice people. We won't call them White Walkers because that would be a misrepresentation. Oh, yeah, the, the elves, the dark elves. I, I remember those guys. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, the, the, they did. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Definitely. Yo, shout out to Katak and Chak for those ridiculous amounts of suds. That was amazing, dude. Thank you. I try to, like, not call out that too much and just do it in chat, but every now and again when people just kind of start blowing it up, I'm like, I kind of have to. I just feel, I feel like I have to. I must. But much appreciated. Y'all are amazing. Seriously. Thank you so much. Uh, dude, it was like, I mean, I'm like looking at that. And I'm just, for those of you who are like listening, because we have a lot of listeners too. But those of you who are listening, you're not actually here watching. You just miss out on the visuals. So Sundays, man. Sundays, friends. Every every week. This is the time. This is the place. And you get to see sometimes the ridiculousness. Because sometimes you just miss it, man. I, I always, I've always said that. Like previously, I've always said like, you definitely should try to catch the live show. I've told people that over the past like year or so. And now we have some people that used to just catch it on like YouTube or 
like iTunes or whatever that are actually like hanging out more often, you totally get it, man. You just miss stuff. So you're just like, what the hell? What what is he laughing about? Like, what did they see? What? Like, just got to be here, man. (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense, man. Yeah. DK vibes, man. I'm, I saw, I was looking at that and I'm like, yo, that's like Bolvar from World of Warcraft. It's like Bolvar body vibes, man. For sure, man. With the helm, obviously. Blue, but you know, otherwise he's just bathed in like, he's, you know, dragon's fire, basically a scorch. So yeah, it's amazing, man. I love, I love it. Yeah, I just remembered. Go. They're called frost giants. Nice. That's what they were called. Truth. And their armor was very similar. <laughs> very cool. So we'll go on ahead and we'll flip to the, all the cosmetics, man. We saw the outfit like last time we showed it, showcased and talked about it. Man, look, man, I, like whether or not you want to like be one of the people that buy cosmetics, whether you, you like it, you love it, you hate it, you don't care, whatever. Look, man, put put the fact we're talking about cosmetics aside for a minute. Let's talk about the fact that we're getting art to render on a lot of things this year. Yeah. The art direction. Mm-hmm. We I'm I've talked about this so many times, right? How many times have we discussed concerns way back in the day about like what's the art style really gonna be like? What's it gonna end up looking like? I hope they can aim for like a uh, place between my perspective has always been. I hope that they can aim for a place between realism, but not too real so that like over time with technology changing and evolving, that it then starts to look bad. And the Elder Scrolls Online did a great, it does a great job with this, right? The game, what, 2013, essentially, we'll just go 2013 is when you really started to see the game and it was in a playable state and all that stuff. And then all Mm -hmm. the way up until now, you know, and you look at Mm -hmm. it and it still looks really good. Because they're in that medium, in my opinion, where it's still it looks pretty real, but not too real. And mm-hmm. I always wanted that to be the direction that Ashes would go, not in terms of actual art design style, just like that balance of realism and, and like, you know, right. Not too cartoony, but not too real. And dude, they are. Yeah. And then we get to see the renders. Right. So you look at these. These look really cool. We've seen how the evolution's taken place for from back in the very earliest days of cosmetics, which by the way, have you noticed how we haven't seen nearly as many of those as we have the newer ones? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering where we're going to get to see some of those. I don't think some of those are going to look nearly as good as some of these though, either just being honest. But Well, I mean, they are using the unreal engine and the unreal engine has becoming more and more beautiful with true. every generation that they come true. out. Very like, true. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's mind-boggling the amount of details that they that they put into their own objects. It's insane, and this is not them not using the latest engine available. I think True. I don't know. Is it out there? Unreal Engine Five. The beta. Yeah. I mean, people can opt into to design using the beta. Um, currently. True. True. For like, I don't know if they're using it or not. Yeah, but there's like something that they're discounting people up to. Like, is it like up to ten million or a million in sales or something? They get discounted. I don't know. I don't remember. We talked about yeah. it back in the day, but yeah, <laughs> it's all. But you know, and, you, and, yeah, going to go again. And and I I was just gonna end with the amount of details that they're putting for each and every object is mind boggling. <laughs> It's like once you put an item on your freehold or anywhere around the world, you'll notice it, mm-hmm. it and it has its own identity, which is is nice. Mm-hmm. Man, we're just and, and so I, much. yeah, I know, right? And I find like there there's an inverse relationship with how much I'm liking like cosmetics and other MMOs and how much I'm liking Ashes. It's like, the less I like other stuff in other games, the more I'm liking Ashes, just because <laughs> they just bring it every month. It's like, every month is like, oh, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm going to hold back this month. And then you see what comes out, and you're like, oh, but I can't. I can't. I really can't. <laughs> and it's it's like, it's so bad. It's like, it's it's beyond an addiction, because they it's, it's almost, it feels like I'm doing, or they're doing me a favor by coming out with all this cool stuff i don't know i mean it is is definitely you know hats off to the artists and and frankly just these visuals and planet side engineers right 
this game. Yeah. I'm like, I'm really have high hopes for it looking awesome and performing well because of that. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited that they're taking the time. And as much as it was, you know, disappointing with some of the delays, it's the reality is it's coming up with a better end product mm-hmm. and being able to see how the world is getting filled out and evolving with the visuals. I, I agree with you totally, Sim. Like back in the day, we were like, what's this really going to look like? We yeah. didn't really have a, a concept of it. Now we're really trying, we're really getting it and seeing some mm-hmm. of those racial influences mm-hmm. come in. It, it's really kind of adding a lot of layers that we didn't know we needed, but now we're like, we can't live without. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to, I'm not always able to do this, but I was able to catch it today. So if you're in our discord and if you're not, I definitely encourage you to join on discord.gg forward slash my name, S I M U R G H. That's where the home of H the HQ for ashes HQ and this show and all that. We got a channel for all those things, but the ashes pathfinder channel, uh, psychophobic dropped in said, did you notice the new cosmetics look very similar to the face of sorrow from the March pack? Actually a good point. So the helmet on the face of the helmet, which is that red kind of, it almost that that's the one that we've looked at that almost looked like it, it could almost have like a corrupt vibe to it. It was like red and they have like these big horns that like came off the head. Um, like, mm-hmm. you know, like metal kind of like shiny silver kind of like iron plated or whatever, you know, plate armor, or whatever with these cloaks. And you see all this like kind of like red corrupt almost tone color underneath mm-hmm. and on everything. And it looked really nice. And uh, yeah, he's right. They the helmets look very very similar um i mean the helmet on the red one definitely has like the front part comes down pretty far more like a point but there's definitely a similarity in design so you know it's pretty cool though man they've they've stepped up the game on how things are going to look and i agree on the on the cosmetic point i generally don't really care a whole lot for cosmetics um i try to avoid things like the cash shop where you buy when you have a lot of things like that in in the cash shop to actually wear in game, like I'm a proponent of having it in game. That's where I want to get it. We already know Steven's like pretty hardcore on that too. He like really wants people to earn stuff in the game through their, you know, through merit, through achievements, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, these are like some, it takes a lot for me to buy cosmetics in any game at this point. Um, I've really got to think that I'm A, going to wear them. B, mm-hmm. that I'm not just feeling like, you know, the only way to wear anything nice is to buy the stuff. And I don't have that feeling because I really do trust Steven and the team and their vision because they haven't, they haven't, they have, they've stayed the course in their vision. You stay true to your vision. You don't lose me. Uh- <laughs> I mean, they did kind of state a lot when, when at the early stages at least of the game, that yeah um you will find good armor and good yep. stuff to wear inside the game even these cosmetics that we are buying mm-hmm. they've stated that you might find something similar to it in game yes yeah and that's important so yeah yeah that's so very important. you don't really need to buy every cosmetic but if you want something that's super special and you feel that you're attached to this go for it <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's what? This is a kind of a good question. What has been a cosmetic that you all have actually purchased that, like Faisal said, you felt like this attached to, or it really resonated with you? Where you're like, man, like I really want that. Like I know I would probably be wearing this on some character I plan to make one day. Hmm. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> it's like I can't even I can't even remember. I mean, definitely the one that like for december i would totally wear on a character right totally um i love that and even just like the the sorrow stuff i guess it depends on the type of character because i'm kind of very you know focused on like thematic look as well so if i i generally like to say my paladin and wow i'm generally not like doing all these crazy things that make me look like undead or look mm-hmm. more death nighty i really prefer things that make me like look like a paladin um so yeah i would i would say that to me i mean there was some really cool stuff that they did um as well for the elf 
um, races, I think that I would totally wear as well. But, you know, generally, I think they they've done a great job with all of them. So I can't really, you know, pick just one. I think I would try to try them all at some point. Yeah. I know some people who are like religious about buying every single one every month. Yeah. Believe it or not, I've bought a pretty good number. Like I've, I've bought, there's probably a handful where I bought everything, but I'm not the person that buys everything in every one of them. Like I mm-hmm. quite, quite literally only pick the things I really think I would use on a character for fun, you know, mm-hmm. like, and for me, a lot of those things actually tie into, if I'm going to be really honest, like some form of like a little, little bit of a hint of RP. I do have a hint of RP. I'm not as RP as some people, like I'm not, I don't do like the whole writing up dialogue and going around and enacting it in game. Like some people do. I'm more of a, you know, war cry RP guy or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, having the way I look and stuff kind of fit like something that's going on in the game and, you know, or like things like that. Like that's kind of my level of RP. Right. And so as a result, like when the seasons change, I might want to be like, Oh, it's really snowy. I might want to have on, you know, some snowy stuff. And it seems like ah, I'm on a journey and I'm going about, and it's cool. And I may not act it out or have dialogue or anything like that, but to me, it's just kind of cool. It's like for me, a little bit of a level of immersion. It, it causes mm-hmm. me to feel like I'm actually a little bit more in the game and, MMORPGs, man, they can be absolutely gorgeous. Some t- some people are like, yo, this looks so good. I don't even want to look out my window, like, in real life. Because this mm-hmm. looks so amazing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got, by the, <laughs> by the way, shout out to Katak, who decided that he was going to put me in a one of these sets of armor, put my head in there. I guess I needed a head. He's been dropping my head in these different like armor sets and stuff. And it just like drops it in Discord. And it's like, I'm just like, oh man. But like in all honesty, like he photoshops them in there really well. Like it's really well done. And I never yeah, I saw some it. of those. Did you? Me. I'm just like, man. <laughs> it's fun times, man. We had a lot of visuals that were shared though. Lots and lots and lots. And we're just going to have them going on screen, just rotating on their own. They showed things like the ship and the scale. Uh, you know, main points for you all. What were the things that really stood out in that regard in terms of visuals? It's just so pretty. I mean, that's I just like the detail. I mean, like the plant life. I mean, and again, seeing that and thinking, okay, is that somebody's art or is that actually in game and kind of just, just nerding out to that, I think, was pretty awesome, I would say, for me. I mean, Sim, it's kind of unfair at this point. Come on, man. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, you expect us to judge these art styles? Do you know how beautiful they look? <laughs> how can you expect you me to choose? <laughs> I'm such beautiful art work. <laughs> So there was one that was just up on screen and it was actually the, I think it was the Kalar tents or whatever. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty cool mm-hmm. because Steven was making, he made a point to reference how in the earlier iterations of the game, you, they had like tents and stuff around and mm-hmm. uh, man, yeah, they've been scaling things up, everything from the stoves to like furniture. I mean, you're really mm-hmm. getting, I mean, when you really go and look at the pet, the live streams this year, Dude, if you mm-hmm. went back and like took all the assets, do you all realize how much stuff they've actually showed us has been created already? Mm-hmm. It's it's not a it's not a trivial by any stretch. Yeah, and, and anybody that has ever said that they're not working on the MMO should be eating their words like <laughs> gangbusters right now because <laughs> the, they've been working on this art for so long. I I imagine right they have been working on this art from like day one in kind of working through this and mm-hmm. concept and kind of planning it all out. And obviously it kicked more into high gear and showing it to us, you know, in the live streams, especially this year, but you know, there's going to be so much content here and, and there's in terms of visual content, it, it's going to be staggering and people are, are going to be really amazed if they've been out of the loop for, any stretch of time kind of coming back in, they're just going to get overloaded and in, mm-hmm. in such a great way with all the visuals and the level of detail. I mean, if you just 
look at what we have on there, the creature. I mean, oh. the textures, it's awesome. How about, let's just, I'm pausing the slideshow for just a minute. Can we talk about that dragon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that, one, that one definitely stopped you know, me and my tracks. That is so awesome looking. I mean, damn. Uh, speechless for words. Yeah, so <laughs> people were, people were like, oh man, the dragons, they have chicken wings. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Those are like the wormlings, right? So. Yeah. Those are very different. Their, their wings are very different. Now, this is an elder dragon. This is a big, big boy. boy. has entered my room. <laughs> That's the kind of dragons I'm talking about, y'all. That's a dragon. That's a damn dragon. That's doing dragons right, right there. I've mm -hmm. seen a lot of games have dragons, and they look... They can look kind of cookie-cutter. They can look like one of the same a lot of times. Like, very, 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 very... Like, very similar art styles and things like that. Right. But this is, does not fit into that category. He is a beefy dragon. Beefy. Beefy. That thing? You see that thing coming at you in game. Uh-huh. How big you think that is, man? I can't even imagine. Those wings. Would be yeah, the wings okay. fan. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's it's either um the size of the wyvern that we've seen in the dungeon. Mm -hmm. Or bigger. <laughs> I think bigger. I'm betting bigger. I hope it's bigger. <laughs> Elder Dragon, man. I just have a feeling that thing's going to be... Dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want the scale to be massive on this thing. And you're like... You just almost have a moment where you decide... Um, am I going to need a clean pair of underwear before I do this <laughs> fight or what? You, I want that kind of feeling in an MMO again. <laughs> dude... You know what I I I what I would like to see happen? It, how cool would it be if this was like the forest dragon that could get awakened from like a forest node when you like build Ooh. it up too high and the metropolis is there and now it's like okay, you just reached metropolis level. We used to make this reference, right? Way 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 back in the day. We would talk about how what if like we we conceptualize these ideas of like how you could spawn things. Because in the earliest Kickstarter videos around nodes, you would see, and I could I call them uh, Kickstarter videos because there were a lot of videos that were released around the the design pillars and things like that that tied into really trying to bolster the Kickstarter at the time. So I, I look mm -hmm. at those nodes, early nodes videos as being like that. This thing, dude, that that to me, I see that and I'm going, that's the dragon we wake up when you when you dig too deep or you build too far. And now, like the sound of like civilization is just chipping away and just kind of tapping away mining and things. And now you awaken this thing, right? That's been slumbering for ages. Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah. Dude, dragon. I definitely want this to be the, the that's no moon moment in, in Ashes. Like where you walk into a cave and you're doing your thing and like, why is the cave moving all of a sudden? And then you run out and then all of a sudden you see this dragon coming up and you're like, yeah, that. Now I'm thinking of a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. Do you guys remember the the what's it called? The stream where Maggie got her computer crashed when the when the dragon attacked. Uh huh. Yeah. They didn't want us to see that. They didn't want us to see it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they want to surprise us <laughs> with such goodness. That's true. That's very true. Oh, I mean, no. even just some of the early videos, though, like that they showed, <laughs> like of the mage in, in kind of in game and where you were waking something up. I mean, yes, in the cave. They're, they're already thinking about those kind of things that mm -hmm. early in the process. So. Mm -hmm. You've got to have something in there that's going to speak to that in some form or another. Absolutely. Dude. Yep, I thought that's what Katak was saying. He was like, hey, Sim, you've uh, you've missed you missed a slide there. No, I didn't. I didn't pause on that one on purpose. Because 
he's <laughs> he wants me to show the armor that he photoshopped my face into, and I'm not gonna. Oh, come on. No. You can find it on Discord. <laughs> so join the Discord and go look for it. Maybe I will if I Give catch it. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let's talk about the staff, yo. Yeah. That rule. one. Yes. Let's talk about that staff. It was the Staff of the Elders, I believe is what it's called. Mm -hmm. That thing was sick. That looked like an ancient relic to me. That looked that to me seemed like that could totally be like a relic, you know. Like when we thought about we talked about King Atarax and how he was like finding these relics that he used for these like uh these different um what was it, rituals that you know he tied into like the ancients and all that stuff. I'm not saying this is what that'd be, but you see that and you're like, this just really feels like one of a kind. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's gonna be something like that or not, or if this was just simply a item that someone gets. That thing pulsed though with light. Mm-hmm. Like almost seemed like it maybe had like a corrupt element to it. Yeah, this still definitely doesn't do it justice. I mean, it's still awesome looking, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like when they showed the animation there, I mean that was that was awesome. Yeah, the glowing animation, which sorry everybody, I didn't I didn't have enough time to get the video clips, but guess what? That's why I encourage y'all to go back and watch their live stream. It's actually on YouTube. It's also on their Twitch. But if you don't want to deal with the commercials on Twitch, you can go to YouTube and you can watch it there. Yeah. Definitely go check it out, man. It looks really good. They had the video, too, with the goblins and then the the rhino. And it was uh, they also showcased, you know, I mean, essentially, we saw that imagery in in a static format back whenever there was like you know you enter the enter the you know you enter this clearing and you see this monster what do you do and it's like well you charge for they've been doing these fun little kind of like interactive almost like mini game sort of things with um within the community on twitter haven't they so mm -hmm. yeah but you know as i was uh as i was kind of like looking at these things uh man just so many, so many different elements. You've got like the, the boat and the, uh, the aisle node. I mean, even the the imagery in that little video clip with the goblins, which I tell y'all to go check out. I mean, it's like that, isn't it? It's quite literally, it's it's the, the um the island kind of node terrain. It's what Stephen was mentioning. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. We got to see some of that. It looked really nice. Different biomes, man. You're getting to see more of it. Yep. Yeah. So we're just going to let more these slides keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, we also have some of the Q&A stuff to go through. And so when we talked about scaling up, there were some... Oh, there it is. Katak dropped it in Discord under Ashes Pathfinders. Yep. Enjoy, friends. Enjoy. But... <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is, though. We've got... Oh, so mm -hmm. oh, is it? Are you talking about the thing that he photoshopped? <laughs> That's fun. Fantastic. That's amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's okay. As many as funny as I You have to show it. Come on. Oh, man. I, I would I would pull it up, but I don't wanna I don't wanna crash a stream because sometimes OBS is a little <laughs> sometimes OBS is a little tricky and I'll go to actually like pull add a new video or video or like a an image and it'll like, oh we've encountered an error, knock on wood. And I don't want that happening. So yeah. Okay. It wasn't part of the plan. But it's on Discord, so all you gotta do is join and it's like right there. Enjoy. Join the dark side. Oh man. Dude. <laughs> Okay, let's any any thoughts about anything on the live stream you saw minus the Q and A portion before we kind of get into that because there's a couple points there I want to make sure we hit on before we get done today. Anything? No, nothing. I think we covered my awesome. stuff. Yeah, outstanding guys. Okay, the Q and A bits. So we got some things over the you know need before greed system, right? It sounded pretty good. You know, it sounds like it's more about player agency. You hear more and more about player agency, right? So, you know, you can have it on need before greed. Someone could kind of be an asset and they could be needing on it, mm -hmm. and they don't need it. And what do you do? Well, you just you don't invite that person back, right? You don't. You do what you do normally. So it's 
talking about everything from the most minor player interaction. You know, you look at like the mentor system, you look at, um, you look at the mentor system, you look at interaction with the loot systems, you look at pseudo factions, you look at all these things. It all ties into meaningful conflict. The word, those words we've heard echoed over and over and over. Haven't we meaningful mm -hmm. conflict? And we, and we have, and we have the almighty words of Z punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dude talked about the skins i saw in chat somebody was excited about the diable uh what dying cosmetics i believe that psychophobic in chat was talking about that mm -hmm. right so a direct tie off of that is uh talking about you know could you elaborate as to why a skin can only be applied to one character at a time answer was that an idea there is a is for purchasable purchasable cosmetics is also tied to exclusivity since the game has no box price we only we only have a subscription providing these limited options for collectors means not providing something everywhere. The costumes don't have level restrictions on them. So this idea that there's, you know, he, he, he further went on to explain um, that, you know, anything that is only available for a limited time shouldn't just become available again later because it takes away from that level of exclusivity. And he, and even Correct. though, and he said the same thing even we've said, right? If like sometimes, whenever you're playing a game, you just need to get there late, and it's it's not really your fault, it's not their fault, it's not anybody's fault, but it is what it is. And you you start playing a game after it's been out two years. I mean, you can't really go and I mean, you, someone can, okay? But is it really reasonable to expect that if I came into a game two years after it had already been out? Would we have the objection that like, uh, well, you should make it available now because I'm here and I want it like that doesn't work. Like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of the same thing with cosmetics or Kickstarter or all that. If you weren't there, you just weren't there. It is what it is. And you know, that being a level of exclusivity to things, you know, it allows them to hold their value and meaningfulness to a lot of players. Um, True. But that goes beyond the cosmetic element to in game things too. Like events in game and and Ashes of Creation specifically, I mean this game is all about change, isn't it? it it's about mm -hmm. change. It will continue to change. I mean, it is the node system at this game's very foundation is the catalyst for all these other things that happen. All of these other like uh, systems in the game tie into the node system. And what is the node node system but change? This game is all about change changing alliances right changing your outfits changing your your uh your trade skills your caravan routes and yep your player them. agency it's all about player agency mm -hmm. yeah and i agree with uh in chat there yeah so hyped aoc is amazing the scope you know the scope the scope is absolutely amazing man and there were times when i wasn't really too sure if they you know i was like man is it gonna be too big it is. It is big. It is ambitious. It is huge. <laughs> it is, but I actually do believe that, yeah, I, I think they got this. Years into it at this point, right? And a lot of us have witnessed the consistency and that momentum, and it's great. Let's keep going. I just want to, I really want to talk about this part right here. I'm going to just jump to it, okay? Okay. With open world raids. How will you prevent groups larger than 40 players from trivializing difficulty? The answer was there will be opportunities in the open world where larger groups will try to clear content. So there will be a larger amount of AOE hazards, damage from bosses that will scale up depending on how many players are there. But ultimately, that's one of the downsides of an open world MMORPG. We can scale it to a certain extent, we could activate additional hazards if there's more than a specific amount of monsters, but we'll have to see. It needs testing in the alphas and betas. When we want to confine numbers, we will make it uh, instanced, but generally we're leaning towards increasing environmental hazards and AOE effects if the boss is getting swarmed with numbers more than intended. What do you all think about that approach? Love it. Yeah? I mean, I, I, I don't... I don't think content should 
at least to a point, right? Obviously, you know, Stephen said it really well here mm-hmm. um, that you're going to, there's going to be a stopping point where you can't really scale it because mm-hmm. it'll just be kind of untenable. But the fact that they are thinking about that is really, is really refreshing because I can, you know, think to the open world content I've played in other games and you get 40 people in there, you, it's going down regardless. I like the level of uncertainty here. Yeah. Um, in, in kind of in a good way. Cause then it also keeps you as a player thinking on your feet, not just, you know, blowing all your cooldowns to, you know, take down a deep or an HP sponge. Right. That's, yeah. That's my take. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, I, I think, I think the, the system is actually great, but when it, the only, only concern that i have is the alpha testing itself because usually when you do raids you do it with a group that you know um you are mostly coordinated with most of your attacks and damage the outputs and the amount of heals and you know when exactly you need to do these certain things um so the only the only concern i have for the alpha test is will we have that same coordination when we try to actually test the raid or the dungeon, that, that's that's the only concern I have. Like I have, um, but yeah, I th- I think the the idea, the the main principles and all, it's it sounds really great. Mm-hmm. It does so. Yeah, good point, man. Yeah, I'm a, I am a huge proponent of this. It it it's one it's one really good example of how we had information given to us a long time ago about the approach to raiding. I mean, at first they were like, we're bringing back 40 man raids and you're going, what? And then of course people, you know, are like, Oh, I don't know this and that. And it's like, you can do it, man. 40, 40 person raids. They're not they're I'm just being really honest here. Like if you just take a second, hear me on this, they're really not that difficult to do. They're actually, in, in a lot of ways, I find that they can be a little more forgiving than like smaller scale raids that of, of you know, scaling difficulty to match the group. That's just my opinion. You get away with less. You can get away with more with more people. You can get away with less with less people. That's that's just the way it is. And so, mm-hmm. you know, from, from my perspective, without add-ons, without damage meters, uh, and them talking so long ago about wanting 40 person raids to essentially be, well, you've got to pay attention to your environment. I'm a big proponent of situational awareness. I don't like it. Personally, do not like it when what you're focusing on is a DPS meter and you're focused on the number and you're not paying attention to your environment. I am far more interested in mechanics for bosses when I've actually got to pay attention to what they're doing and really be aware of my environment first and foremost before paying attention to like whether we phase them or whatever else. Right. Like those, those complicated Mm -hmm. mechanics to me are just a lot of fun, especially when you've got things like roll dodging or blinking, um, you know, or like disengaging, depending on what game you're talking about. We have these different Mm -hmm. abilities that allow you to, you know, mitigate damage. You know, you got bubbles. I mean, the Paladin bubble in world of Warcraft, for example, um, Mm -hmm. Where it's just like, all right, you can't do anything to me right now. So what what are the different classes? Um, you know, what flavor do they have to mitigate damage or to have utility for their party members? And then balancing that with what are the mechanics of this, you know, fight? I love the idea of of if you have a ton of people, like a ton of people like fighting that elder dragon, that like maybe he just goes berserk or it goes berserk and just like you know, scales up its damage, you know, goes into some kind of a berserk mode. And now you've got mm-hmm. like crazy. And think about that being like a massive dragon. Like, dude, one of the things in World of Warcraft that back, way back when I played was the damn uh, Deathwing fight at the end. I was so disappointed with that fight because you had this massive dragon and we're going, we're ch- talking about chasing the dragon a little bit here because, well, damn it, dragons are cool and they're going to be in this game. <laughs> Then they've been in other games, and this is a great example of a boss that you could have that, in my eyes, from my perspective, 
can be done well or be done badly. And to me, done badly was the Deathwing fight. Like, I don't want to fight a... I want a dragon that's massive, scary as hell, casts a massive shadow, and you are just going... It's madness. I don't know what is going on around me. This thing's so massive. When it throws flames down, when it, you know, breathes fire, it isn't just like a, a few little spots, man. It's like, yo, he's burning forests. I'm in the forest. I got like all this stuff around me that's burning now. I got to watch out about that's that'd be amazing. Not this mm-hmm. like, let's go fight this like tendril looking damn dragon in a whirlpool. Like, come on. What's that about? Like, you know, make, make dragon fights great again. <laughs> make dragon fights great again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just please. Please. It's a plea. It's a damn plea. The one aspect that I'm really interested about is the seasonal change. Because usually when you do raids, you go to dungeons. But well, when seasonal change happens, um, they come out to you. <laughs> So how is that going to affect the environment? That's that's a question. Dude, we know we know skills and things of that nature. We talked about this not too long ago. Skills mm-hmm. and things of that nature can be impacted by the weather. Ah oh, mm-hmm. man, the layers, dude. The layers. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to to keep composure sometimes we think about all it could be. I'm I am realistic, right? I don't make assumptions. But you just see all the potential for great things. It goes back Indeed. to that innovation, man. Innovation. Dreaming big. It might breathe leaves or something, though. <laughs> it's a forest dragon, right? <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. Like, yeah, man. You know, you get, you get, no, I was going to say get dusted, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say you get, what is it? Russell. It breathes carbon dioxide and it produces oxygen. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> that or it breathes like acid, like swamp acid. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. Check this. Like, I'm a huge proponent. I'm just saying, I love the answers we keep getting on some of these, like, systems. We mm. keep getting answers down the road as we keep going forward, and the answers are just so damn good in my mind. Like they're they're quite literally what I would have hoped for years back. I'm getting answers that I hoped for, and I'm like, oh, this can't. You don't you don't you don't expect that. I don't expect that, but you just hear some of those things, and it's like, man, it's so hard not to get really, really excited and eager to play. Speaking of which, when was that first closed pretest for Lottie Dottie? Everybody with those uh. Alpha packs up to what pre-orders? All the not pre-orders. Is it up to pre-orders or is it all the Kickstarters? Yeah. Isn't it pre-orders with Alpha 1 2 or is that later? Yo, this is like tripping me. Hold on a second. Yeah, me too. December 18th. December 18th. December 18th. Oh. Yeah. Four days. Or, or well, sorry, four days of testing in twelve. Yeah. Dude, I forgot. I forgot this one image too. There was like new art of the Dunier Town Center looking frozen. I meant to mm-hmm. add that. Sorry, I was hustling, y'all. I dropped it in Discord. I'll drop it again. I love the Dunier architecture, man. I love the these concept art pieces we keep getting. Mm-hmm. Gives us such a good idea of the environment. And then we see renders, and we actually see the in-game environment for these places, and it's like. Mm. Lol. Wouldn't no boss on the on the eighteenth, so three days. That's so true. Hey man, if you're breaking stuff, you're doing you're doing good work because you're giving them the data they need. I am I am eager for those people that are going to be testing. I'm hoping we get a no NDA on it. I'm hoping we get a no NDA so that people could talk about it. Even no NDA on the on like verbal. NDA as mm. to clarify. Steven's mm. been pretty good about that before, but I mean that will spread like wild wildfire if all the people testing are able to mm. talk about talk about what their experiences have been, hyping people up, 
You know, because it's not until what I mean, March until you get the no NDA stuff and things. I would assume, like, we're, we're having three tests, and then the third test is going to be no NDA. Maybe yeah. he'll lift some of the restrictions on the second test. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. They really just do that. Verbally, well, why is not not virtual? All I know is we are like right at the cusp, man. I'm, I'm my main hope is that uh, aside from just if you if you test, this is just my, you know, hope. My hope is that the people that test will give as much feedback and data as you possibly can. That truly is what helps a game in development, mm-hmm. you know, catch things, fix things, work on things like that. That is so vital to the development team. And so please, please, please contribute. Like, I know, you know, you could get done playing a game and y'all want, we all want this game to be, you know, the game that we sink our lives into. And I'll, like a lot of us have those games that we've played before where we just, that's the thing you look forward to spending your time in with your friends. That's a damn good MMORPG in my opinion. You know, you look forward to playing it. You mm-hmm. don't feel burned out. You just, you're excited for the next adventure. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the ways that you can ensure that, you know, the possibility of that experience is going to be there is to, you know, contribute info, tell them about the bugs, like take the time when you get done, even if you're tired to go, okay, take a list of info, dump it on the forums or wherever they're wanting you to send that in and, you know, do your part if you can, please. But um, there's another part here on the solo player component. Do you think solo players will get overrun by group players? I love the answer. The game has different types of content for different play styles. There's plenty of solo RPGs out there, but we're building an MMORPG. The game is designed around a massive amount of players. So you'll have to interact with players from an economic standpoint and so much more. You will have node citizenship chat region chat, scholar chat, and so many other micro-communities to form relationships. While we will provide solo content, there will be group content that requires working together with others. We're not trying to make a game for everyone. We accept that we are not making a game that everyone will want, and that's okay. Yeah, staying true to the vision. An MMORPG is not a single-player game. It is not. It's good to it's good to read. And I love it, man. Gotta stay true to the vision, friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Were there any other um other parts of the QA that really stood out to y'all that you wanted to touch base on today? Mm-hmm. Those are my did we, wanna, did we want to talk about any of the PvP stuff? I think the flagging. You know, yeah, we could talk about that. I could read that one real quick and we could chat about that and see what people think. The you know, the the question was how does flagging work for PVP events? That was one of the questions. And the answer was PVP, caravans, sieges, node wars all do not use the flagging system. Different death penalties. The flagging system is in the open world outside of those events. In a non-normal environment, generally, though, corruption is a deterrent to PKing its risk versus reward. So that's the that's the thing to keep in mind. The flagging system does not apply to normal, like the normal PvP scenarios in the game that you flag for as part of like being on a side of a caravan or being uh, on the side of a, a node or uh, like castle siege or whatever. Those are all normal conditions mm-hmm. in which corruption doesn't. That's not a part of the process. Right, you're a defender, you're an attacker. That's kind of the dynamic, and you choose to be part of that system if you want to do it. Right, so the flagging system, when as they're talking about for you know PKing and things, that's that's basically like this is outside of that. And what did you all think on his answer on you know feeling like corruption is going to be a deterrent? Uh, do you think that it will be enough of a deterrent? That's kind of part of the question I've got in my mind on that one. Yeah, I mean, I I think it depends, and I I'm I'm hoping that they really do a good job. Everybody does a good job of testing this because yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of um, 
PvP in the sense of PKing and doing it without cause or a catalyst or a reason. Like, for example, one of the probably one of the most basic things, you know, that people have brought up with corruption is you've got a high level player preying upon a low level player. That to me, that's not, there's no kind of reason. There's no, there's no honor in that, I guess, for me as a player. Mm -hmm. So kind of going in and hunting lower levels, I'm hoping that that corruption is a deterrent enough, or at least it, it provides an opportunity for those low level players to fight back and to really destroy that guy that's going out there and prank upon them. That's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to act in practice, right? I, I know there's been discussion of this being similar to other systems and other games. I think a karma system or something of that nature. I'd be really interested to see how the penalty works. Um, and if, if it is enough of a deterrent, I'm hoping it is. I don't know for sure without kind of more information, but I'm hoping it is. I'm going to read this from chat from gun in chat here said, Hey Sim depends on how punishing it is. I would think, but I think a lot of people will embrace it. I also saw one from reckless up there. He was talking about it. Definitely will. You also have bounty hunters. That's something to think about too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember, I remember some people talking about how whenever, you know, the game launches, they just want to go PKing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's that to me presents an interesting scenario where you don't have bounty hunters yet. I don't think, mm-hmm. Because you know, potentially aren't going to have what? You're not going to have people. You're not going to have a city. You're not going to have a town. You're going to have a tavern to go to the bulletin board for, I don't think. Not until mm-hmm. you get to some level of development for a node. So it's going to be interesting to see from my in my mind, right? Like, I, I'm cool with the corruption system. I think that it's going to be a fun way to to actually have this, this whole RP in-game like dynamic of justice where you've got bounty hunters who are actively... I mean... Think of all the games where, like, you got ESO, you got a guy who sleeps on a damn bridge. <laughs> and he's got a group of people now that go and they just log in and they sleep on a damn bridge the whole time they're logged in. That's it. There are people that like to do these little RP things. They like to jump in the game. They like a very specific element. Some people get on and they'll just farm all day. Some people get on, they'll just do dungeons all day. I already can see bounty hunters who just get on and they bounty hunt all day. And that's literally what they do. So the thing that's going to be interesting though, is in the very beginning, if you got a bunch of people who decide that they're going to start killing players, maybe they create their little corrupt scroll squad, right? And start PK and people who are trying to griefing people in the very beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of balance might exist for that outside of, you know, players taking them out or whatever, and then potentially having more and more people like, you know, that whole cluster of a scenario. So it's going to be interesting to see how that sort of thing plays out, but we've got testing for that. Mm -hmm. We've got testing for that. So it's going to be interesting to see how the system overall, I think is refined in terms of flagging and conditions. The aspect that yeah. I, I like about it most is is the level playing field. And sorry, Faisal, I interrupted you there. But the level playing field and when somebody does get corrupted, their stats get impacted. It just helps, you know, it helps balance out uh, folks that really just want to grief versus, you know, them getting their due eventually. Mm-hmm. And sorry, Faisal, go ahead. I mean, if you look at it in a sense, I agree, I agree with Sim, in which case we have to test this test it to discover if it's actually good or not mm-hmm. and if it's if it's part of the griefers who wants killing people they most probably need really strong equipment which they're going to drop and the players are going to get that <laughs> afterward true. so it's kind of a win-win situation if you kind of think about it that's fine <laughs> that's fun i like that I like that tie-in yeah. to dropping their stuff and being like, and now, and now people are like, oh look who it is without his gear. I might exactly. Risk, I might risk just a little corruption to give them a taste of their own medicine just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Just, just maybe one, one kill, right? Just one. I mean, I wouldn't do that. Not on my main anyway. Wait, what? No, I wouldn't do that on on most characters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Can we pretend like 
Does anybody have the Prince of Persia Sands of Time real quick? I just need to go back in time real quick and like try to. <laughs> no, anybody? <laughs> feels bad, man. Okay. That feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm gonna have my little rogue, little rogue character that I'm gonna run around and be a little punk with. I got, I got my main character right, but you gotta, you gotta let loose every now and again and just kind of go, go and get it, you know. I'm not saying I'm gonna be a corrupt player. I'm just saying you're gonna have a secret murder hobo. Is that what you're gonna (laughs) Are you telling me this right now? Because I can Uh, see the dark side coming out. No. (laughs) You know what? Oh, how the tables have turned, Sim. Oh, how the tables have. I blame this. I blame this on. I don't really know what just happened there. Um, I I don't know what just happened there. I'm a paladin of the light. I wouldn't do that. I need to walk in the light, light of dawn, light hope. Um, um, I, bl- I blame this on I blame this on my buddy Total Freak and the Nathan Napalm, who are my party members over on the LFM show, who tried <laughs> who tried very hard last Thursday to convince me to play World of Warcraft again, um, and. Um, I feel like I might have been tainted last Thursday a little bit by them <laughs> or corrupted a bit, if you will. I'm so sorry, friends, that I, I that just happened. I will uh, I will endeavor to be better and do better and um, not ever go corrupt in game. I mean, I mean, honestly, Sim, on my I, main, on my I main. can actually sympathize with you because the, uh, the, the other show that you, you do. <laughs> They're pretty convincing people to grow up. They, <laughs> dude, and total freak, uh, dude. If if you all are new here, you listen. This we do the looking for more. It's called looking for more. The LFM show on Thursdays, five p.m. CDT. Right, different day, same time as the show. But that one's over the general MMORPG, RPG, um, uh, gaming, game development, all that. We talk about all kinds of things. Lots of ranting. A lot of good times. It's basically like the last day of the week where you get together with your friends and you just kick it, have fun, shoot the shit. It's a great time. Definitely encourage y'all to come join in and hang out sometimes. Lots of laughs, but freak total freak likes to troll. He's a great dude. He's amazing guy. Right. But he totally trolls for fun and it's great. He's good at it, but, but get in your mind, (laughs) but he got super (laughs) sincere about it. And I was like, Oh no. Oh, he got sincere. And then the Nathan Apon was like, I'm buying it for you in two weeks if you don't play. And I'm like, no, that's cheating. You can't do that. <laughs> He's going to do it. I don't know, man. Okay. But friends, I just had to Black Flame Phoenix confirmed. One crit wonder. No, 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 no. Oof. Ashen Herald, <laughs> Sim, uh, all murder hobo confirmed. No. Kitok said, "No more wow, Simorg. You must do better." I just people on both sides going, "Come on, man! You know you want to try it. It's such a good time." And then you got the people <laughs> on the other side are like, "Stay true to the light, Sim. Stay true to the light. Don't cheer yourself." <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm. <laughs> Sim gets five wow packs. No, no, friends. We are getting closer. We are getting closer and closer to. Alpha one, even though we aren't all going to be able to play together, we got people in our community that are going to be in alpha one. They're going to be playing whether you're in virtue. That's right. I'm representing today with the virtue shirt, whether you are in and the ashes swag, by the way, the old ashes swag, whether or not you're, you know, in a guild or not, it doesn't matter, man. This community is built around people hanging out, having good times, playing together, building relationships that'll last a hell of a long time. A lifetime even maybe. And and virtue is just the spearhead of my own community, right? But if you are here watching, listening, you're a Pathfinder. And before I do my whole spiel about that, Daedalus, let people know your domains, where you reign, where they can find you, please. All right. You can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. Wow, some in Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitter as Bagel108 and on Twitch as Faisal108. Yes, 
And I just want to give a shout out to all y'all who have been making this community such a great experience for me. I'm getting to the to the end of, in closing, the end of this year of having streamed every single day. Right? Some things are going to be changing. Some cool things are on the agenda. We've also got a... Uh, we have a giveaway going, right? To where we're, I am going to be funding Alpha 2 pre-order packs. Funding, not gifting, because that's the way I have to do it. But if you're interested, just be around. Be here. We got people potentially are going to be unlocking one regardless of meeting the goals for that, that I'm going to try to be able to give away by the end of this year. So if you're here live every day, you can contribute some of the currency earned on the channel to unlocking a pre-order pack for the price of absolutely nothing, but just being around. So that's there. It's my way of saying thank you to all of you who have supported the hell out of me personally this year, uh, this show, this community, all the projects that are tied into it. The Ashes fam is truly a beautiful thing. Don't let anybody tell you different. And even though this might be the end of today's show, in closing, I got to remind everybody, whether you listen to the podcast, whether you watch it on YouTube, you catch it here live on Sundays, 5 p.m. CDT, you're an Ashes Pathfinder. Everybody here that listens, watches, hangs out, part of the Discord, doesn't freaking matter, man. If you're here, you're a Pathfinder, whether you're on the show or not. <laughs> And we're super honored to have you here. It's only going to get better. And friends, much love to you. Much love to Intrepid Studios. And it's just the beginning. We're getting there real soon, friends. You all have a great week. Until next time, stay safe. Take care of yourselves and each other. Live your best life and walk in the light, friends. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>